Hey there, um, on the deck listeners and subscribers, it's Moya again with another episode of On the Deck. Um, today's Monday, or Miraculous Mondays, is what I call it for me because every day is a wonderful surprise, every day is a wonderful blessing, every day is a day to give thanks, right? Every single day is an opportunity to continue to promote the goodness of the Lord. Every day is a good day to promote His mercies in our lives. Whether we want to admit it or not, our lives will never be the same without Christ being present in it. For those of us who feel like, oh my God, we're like a ship out in the sea without a captain, just afloat trying to figure out where our destination is, just know that God is our captain. And in due time, if we turn around and just turn our eyes and affix our eyes upon him, that destination will become clear in due time. At the appointed time, he will present himself and he will present the opportunity. He will present the open doors, right? He will do the separation for you because the elevation can only be done after the separation. And today I wanted to talk about how God can breathe life into any, any dead situation. And it's just absolutely amazing how our dead situation can be just about anything. Not a literal dead, but how any situation that we're in can be adjusted once we turn our eyes and affix it on Christ, right? Once we allow him to continue to do what he needs to do, and once we continue to keep our focus on him, which the power lies in, not us, in him, right? While we continue to work on that beautiful relationship that we need to have, which the enemy consistently tries to stop us from facing. Um, in this time, this, this very... Um, for most of us is confusing. We don't know, some of us don't know if we're coming or going. We don't know if we should stop or we should move. We don't know if we should kneel or if we should stand and pray. We just don't know. And in the moments when we're so overwhelmed by doubt, it's the moment the enemy just gets busy. He just gets so busy and start working and start to, um, to take our eyes or focus off the one person who can keep us grounded. And let me remind you of something today, that every dead situation can be revived because he is the root. And if you're, he is the root. If you're attached to that root, you cannot die. You cannot die, I tell you, right? Because the enemy doesn't have anything to work with. Because what he works with is the things in our past because he does not know our future. He does not have that power. So if he only knows our past, it means he is going back into our lives backwards and bringing stuff forward, stuff that we might have overcome, stuff that we might have dealt with before, and he's using it as a weapon. It is important for us to fix our eyes upon God and strive to never lose sight of his goodness and his glory and his mercies. Can I tell you? don't lose focus of it because even in the most dire situation where we think there's no way out he makes way on out of no way he makes water he makes water into wine he he makes dry bones live he extended ezekiel's life he he changed the life of a blind man. He changed the life of a crippled man. He can do it all, but we need to cultivate something like trust. So I'm, I want to let you know that in the midst of everything that is going on in your life right now and everything that is going on in the world, that God can breathe life into what appears to be dead at this moment. 
Yes, he can. He can breathe life back into the world that some seem to you have just hopeless, like there's nothing we can do to fix it, but he can. He can breathe life back into your marriage. He can breathe life back into your health. He can breathe life back into your finances. He can breathe life back into your relationship, into your faith, and whatever else you're going through that may appear to be dead, hopeless, where you think there's nothing that can be done. He will, if you allow him to, um, by placing it into his hands and by allowing him to take control and understand that once you allow him to take control and rest it on his shoulders through prayer, through trusting him, trusting him and that he has your best interest at heart, he will do it. Because in Psalms 138 verse 8, he says, for I will perfect the things that concern you. My friends, that's a promise. That's a promise, and he is not a man to lie to us, but we have to allow him. We need to stop, interfere, and shut up long enough to hear his instruction and hear what he has to say. Let us look at God's character alone as the basis for trusting that the future will be better than the present, and definitely a thousand times better than your past right? I've found it helpful to remember of, you know, remember another hard place, a place where a man faced a dead, barren valley, helpless, right? To change anything of, on his own, right? In the, in the book of Ezekiel uh, chapter 7, we read that God himself set Ezekiel down in the middle of a valley of dry bones in Lodabar, <laughs> The valley of dry bones where nothing lives, right? Nothing lives there. And it goes on to say, he asked me, he, and he asked me, son of man, can those bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life i will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin i will put breath in you and you will come to life then you will know that i am the lord then he said to me prophesy to to breathe Prophesy to breathe, prophesy, son of man, and say to it that this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into this slain, into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. The Lord said, Ezekiel, the people of Israel are like dead bones. They complain that they are dried up and that they have no hope for the future. So tell them, I, the Lord God, promise to open your graves and set you free. I will bring you back to Israel. And when that, that happens, you will realize that I am the Lord. My spirit will give you breath and you will live again. I will bring you home and you will know that I have kept my promise. I, the Lord, have spoken. Right? 
the Lord said that to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, son of man, get a stick and write on it, the kingdom of Judah. Then get another stick and write on it, the kingdom of Israel. Hold those two, hold these two sticks end to end so that they look like one stick. And when your people ask you what it means, tell them, I, the Lord, will join together the stick of Israel and the stick of Judah. I will hold them in my hand and I will be, and they will become one. Hold these sticks where they can be seen by everyone. And 21 then says, the Lord God will gather the people of Israel and bring them home from the foreign nations where they now live. I will make them into one nation and let them once again live in the land of Israel. Only one king will rule them and they will never again be divided into two nations. They will no longer worship idols and do things that make them unacceptable to me. I will wash away their sins and make them clean and I will protect them from everything that makes them unclean. They will be my people and I will be their God. Their king will always come from a family of my, my servant king my servant King David and I will care for them like shepherds the people of Israel will faithfully obey my laws and they and they and their descendants will live in the land I gave my servant Jacob just as their ancestors did these bones were bones of Israel who died hopeless cut off you know and felt like their bones were dried up but God breathed new life into them so that they could live God made them live because God being rich in mercy and God being rich in grace promised that he would restore Israel and he would give them life. Think about yourselves when you, when, as I say this, because he filled them with his spirit and made them his people. Isn't that like all we really want for our dreams? We want our dreams to be his, not just these motions, right? We want God's kingdom to come in them and through them. We want to treasure Jesus above all things. And, and, and what was true for Ezekiel's day is still true for ours. You know, that, that the life for which we long for comes from him. And it comes from the word, words of Christ. So I'm learning that faith is the most essential component of my life. But faith isn't magic right? I'm not suggesting that you should stand in your yard demand that God produce uh, a bloom before your eyes or pray for his blessing then carry on in the messiness with the belief that he will respond. Faith is actually active because God gives in us as it, God how can I put it? God moves in us as we move with him, right? We, we start with him in faith, then we move about completing his work. And there are times when he calls us to stillness, to rest, but he will always move us from that place into action. Faith always yields clarity. And the closer you draw to God, the more you're, you're, you're willing to humble yourself before him, the more you'll clearly see him move. And when he does, tell the stories, right? Not as a testament of your faith, but as a testimony 
of his faithfulness, right? When you consider the reality that faith pervades every facet of your life, you learn that God is in everything. And then you'll see with the eyes of faith, not just your physical eyes, like you're looking at your stove or your TV, right? Eyes of faithfulness. You'll, you'll see things differently. And that is the place where dead things come alive. He breathes life into dead things, right? And I have been in that place where I was surrounded by dead things. And I've learned that God is the only one who can bring dead things to life. He did it for his son and he has done it for me. And I'm wanting you to know that he will do it for you too. Whatever you think is dead and hopeless in your life, if you give him the chance, if you give him the opportunity, he will make it alive again. He will breathe life into any dead situation. But it comes by faith and it comes by you trusting him. Right? God's story is one of the overcoming insurmountable odds, giants falling, seas parting, walls falling, while many would say that the Bible doesn't apply to your life today, and that's an old religious book that's no longer relevant, I personally would argue otherwise. Nothing in the universe is set. You still don't believe? Well, when we are desperate or feel surrounded by darkness, when times are difficult and confusing, this is when it feels impossible to believe in the impossible, doesn't it? People tell you to pray and believe in a miracle, but your circumstances are telling you to be weary and skeptical. It's hard to believe in Christ. <laughs> it's hard to believe in Christ's words with, 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 because with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible, right? Matthew 19, 26. But what if, instead of believing in and hoping for a big miracle that is somewhere out there, you look at the miracle that's already happened inside of you? Before Christ, um, we, were, we, were, we were sinners without hope for redemption. Redemption felt impossible, as did freedom. But Jesus made it all this possible, and... He says in Luke, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind to set the oppressed free. Luke 4, 18. Because God does this. Heal the brokenhearted, set the captive free, lift the heavy burden, and even now he is lifting me right? During times of trials, we must retrace the steps of our faith and of our faith, faith's journey. And remember that God has already done the impossible in us through his son, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Romans 5, 8 to 9. One word. One word. And the sinners are forgiven because God does the impossible things. Right? If you are captive, you're a captive, you're set free. And that makes you walking proof that God can do impossible things and that he will 
also do the impossible. I want you to remember that it's never too late to remember who you are. It's never too late to remember whose you are. It's never too late to dream the big dreams and discover that God loves you in ways you cannot yet imagine. I have. To experience a transformed life of significance and um, of freedom and of purpose. To, to rekindle these dreams that lay smoldering, forgotten. And, you know, and to, to remember with God that nothing is impossible. We've got to try faith. We've got to start now. Don't forget your dreams and never give up on them. And believe that through Christ, all things are possible. Know that no matter how bad your situation is, he can breathe life into it. But it starts by you trusting him and having faith. He did it for Ezekiel. He proved himself. He's done it for me and he will do it for you. Do you dare to believe in, 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 in a God who, who wants to make your dreams come true? Because it seems like there is no time to dream these days. Yet the Bible is full of dreamers. Those who exchange their old dreams for new dreams. Those who receive unexpected dreams from God that exchange over the course of history. Stories of real people interwoven with biblical insight to help you discover God's dream for your life. Dare to dream. And it's okay to dream. Because Joseph also was a dreamer. And as the youngest of all his brothers, he became a lord over a mighty city, over Egypt. Dare to dream and dare to believe that God will breathe life into your dead situation, whatever those situations are. But it doesn't come with you just going in your yard and screaming out, God, I need you. It starts with you believing in him it starts with you trusting him. It starts with you building that deep-seated, intimate relationship with him. If you don't talk to someone, you will never get to know them. So have a conversation with God today, will you? And remember, you're wonderful and you're beautiful. And nothing about your life is a mistake. Thank you.